so good to see you all. My name is Lisa. I get to serve here as our spiritual formations director, and I get to also share our message today about peace. Uh, as we're doing the Advent series, we are exploring um, each of the traditional Advent words we're familiar with, but we've also been exploring what that means to different cultures. So I am excited to share with you this morning a wonderful woman um, that I met named Mari, and there's a cool story about how she and I connected, which I'll tell you later. Um, but she is from Estonia, and she has agreed to give us a little glimpse into what life is like in Estonia, as well as what peace means to her. So this video is about nine minutes, just to give you all a heads up, um, but so just enjoy, and then I'll be back here in just a second. Hello everyone, my name is Mari. I'm a 39-year-old Estonian woman who lives in Tallinn, which is the capital of Estonia, and I'm going to sh share my thoughts about uh, peace, what peace means to me as an Estonian and as a Christian. Um, first of all, I will give you a little overview of Estonia. Uh, Estonia is a small country that is situated in the northeast part of Europe. Uh, we border with Finland on north, uh, on the west side we have Sweden across the sea, uh, south uh, we our neighbour is Latvia and on the east side our neighbour is Russia. And we are the most northern country of Baltic states uh, located by the Baltic Sea. And um, we only have 1.3 million people and our territory is uh, five times smaller than the state of Michigan in the US. The language spoken here is Finnish Ugric. Uh, we have 50% uh, similarity, lexical similarity to Finnish language. And um, Estonian nature is beautiful. Uh, half of our territory is covered with forest. We also have bogs, islands, beautiful coastline, lakes. Lots, a uh, lot of nature to discover. A uh, little bit uh, about our history. Uh, Estonia history uh, is thousands of years old and uh, we've been ruled by very different countries uh, over the past uh, 1000 year, years. So uh, from 12th, 13th century we've been ruled by Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Poland uh, and uh, from the most recent history from 18th century we were part of uh, Russian Empire until end of World War One, when Estonia in 1918 got our independence back. And then we were independent, we were successful economically and blossoming in every way, uh, unfortunately until 1940 when uh, Soviet occupation started and we were occupied under, so under Soviet um, Union until 1991. And why I'll tell about this history because uh, it also leads to uh, our thoughts as how Estonians see the peace and, uh, and uh, freedom. Uh, so we have had some remarkable events, uh, peaceful protests that uh, helped to lead to our independence in 1991. So all started, uh, well, we Estonians are good, good in singing or we love singing and we have had our uh, song festivals uh, since uh, 19th century and uh, what is song festival? The, it is when different choirs across Estonia they gather together uh, to just to sing, to sing about the fatherland, about uh, our heritage songs, about the freedom, 
it's just about everyday life and it's just big celebrations uh, where we ought to love to do uh, and it's happening regularly uh, until nowadays. And during Soviet Union time, it was still happening, those song festivals. However, uh, because they were heavily censored by uh, authorities, uh, students had to sing also to the glory for Lenin and Stalin and Soviet Union, but secretly we were still managed to sing some songs uh, in a secret key to about our country, about our whole, fa uh, whole own fatherland, Estonia. And it all, the events culminated, as you know, Berlin Wall uh, that fell in end of uh, 1980. So also the independence events uh, started then in Estonia. And we had uh, a very peaceful uh, and uh, remarkable uh, event called Singing Revolution, so which is very closely also re related to our song festivals. So Estonians just gathered together thousands and thousands, more than 100,000 Estonians, which is 10% almost of our population. Uh, we started to sing uh, like we have done it for a century in song festivals. And, and we were singing for freedom, for our fatherland. Uh, people were united, they were holding hands. And, uh, and uh, it was during still Soviet Union time but people were just courageously taking our Estonian flag out. And you can see some photos of, uh, of these events as well. And also another, another event what had, we had was uh, Baltic Chain. Uh, so what is Baltic Chain is uh, approximately well, 2 million people across uh, Baltic states, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. They joined hands and they formed a chain from Tallinn through, through Riga to Vilnius. Uh, altogether around 420 miles, and it was peaceful protest against the illegal Soviet occupation and uh, also one of the earliest and longest unbroken human chain in history. So those kind of peaceful, peaceful demonstrations, singing and holding hands, uh, those were remarkable events that also helped to lead to our independence. So no blood was shed when we got our independence back from Soviet Union in 1991. So since then, we have been independent again, and uh, we belong to NATO, to European Union. And, uh, uh, and as of course you know, there is a war going on in Europe, in Ukraine, and um, we have a lot of solidarity, of course, uh, for Ukrainians, because we know what it means to be attacked by aggressive neighbor. And, uh, and also it has uh, made us appreciate uh, the freedom and peace we are having currently in Estonia. And uh, of course, we are very worried because our neighbor on the eastern side, uh, the relationships are not warm, they are cold with the uh, softly said cold relationships. But, um, but we, uh, we do belong in NATO, we are hoping uh, the protection from there. And of course, as a Christians, we are praying for God's protection and peace uh, continuing in Estonia. Because we are, we are a small nation, we want peace, we uh, want freedom, we don't want to be aggressive. Um, and and uh, it is really a gift uh, to have this in our country at the moment. Um, about me as a Christian, I've been Christian since I was 16 and um, I, my mom was Christian a few years before me 
So I'm not from Christian family. Uh, however, since since then, I've been uh, since uh, 16, I've been uh, believing in God, following Christ, and uh, I traveled a lot. I lived in many different countries in my life, and I always felt uh, God favor, God protection, uh, and and His faithfulness in my life uh, when He has I've been walking with Him and and uh, His peace over my life. So I, I really do value uh, the peace in heart and uh, and I have to say the most, I feel it uh, in nature uh, where I really feel that I'm connected to God and, and I'm in the middle of the creation, his amazing creation. I've seen so many beautiful places in the world and I always feel this, uh, I'm in awe of, uh, of his uh, amazing uh, manifestations in nature and I so agree with this uh, Bible verse that says that uh, everything God made uh, they can see his invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature and finally um, I want to send greetings from uh, Estonian capital Tallinn which is beautiful medieval old town uh, we have, uh, it was built between 13th to 16th century and it's one of the most well-preserved uh, old town in Europe and you can see some photos about it. And we have a lovely Christmas market there at the moment. As you can see, we have lots of snow um, and it's like a winter wonderland. So some of those photos you see I've just taken a few days ago in the Christmas market. And Finally, I want to really thank you for the opportunity uh, that I could share my thoughts with you about peace. Uh, and I want to wish you a very blessed Christmas. And uh, I'm happy that we all want the God family, uh, no matter of the location we are. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Damari. That was such a cool thing to get to participate with her. Um, yeah. Does anyone want to go to Estonia with me? You know, maybe in a couple years. Let's give it a couple years. I, yes, it was beautiful. And just to hear about that uh, singing revolution and the Baltic chain just really touched me in a deep, profound way of how three countries could come together and cross borders um, and stand in peace and sing and use song um, to speak peace into their hearts, given their circumstances. And just such a beautiful example, I feel like. You know, it really makes me wanna get all these churches in the area together and see if we could sing together. So Chase, if you wanna help me head that up, cause that's not my talent, um, that'd be great. So we're gonna touch base about, uh, about what Mari talked about just a little bit, but before we get into anything, um, I just wanna start by talking about what we mean by peace. Um, being multicultural, multi-ethnic, having people from different countries share with us, we all kind of have a, maybe a little bit of a different idea on exactly what we mean by peace. So peace has, from what I have observed and what I hear uh, the Lord saying to me is, has kind of two modes of operation. Um, the one that I will call passive peace um, is more about the situation. So if any of you know me, know that I love quiet. And the, my favorite gift is to have a quiet house. So if my husband wants to love me well, he takes our three kids out of the house. 
<sighs> In that situation, I have peace. Good peace. So I think for some of us, um, we think of peace as like kind of the situation that's happening, um, which is why it's easy to be robbed of your peace if that's how you view peace, right? As soon as something happens, the car breaks down, it won't start, you lock your keys in it, um, you lose your peace. And this is also what I would call probably somebody who's maybe a little bit more of a peacekeeper, not that there's anything wrong with that, but generally speaking, if someone's trying to keep the peace, they're kind of trying to direct the situation to be a little bit different, to try to influence people um, to, to try to keep the peace. But I think what we're gonna actually focus on today is active peace. And what I mean by this is noticing peace within ourselves. How many of us know the only person we actually have any control over is ourselves? Right? Okay, hopefully we've learned that lesson. If we haven't, let's keep practicing. That's what family's for. We'll all get it eventually. Um, so we know that we only have control over ourselves and we actually also have the ability to discipline ourselves with peace. I think we think sometimes of peace as a gift, which it is, but so are muscles. Muscles are a gift to us, but there has to be some function with the gift in order for the gift to be used in fullness and in health. So we're doing the same thing with peace. We're going to start talking about noticing peace within ourselves, and that is what a peacemaker does. They come into a situation, and they bring peace, and they draw people in to their peace, and they don't get wrapped up in the situation of crazy. As I'll tell you, in my house with three rambunctious children, I get wrapped up in a lot of crazy. So this is me practicing too. This is not, I am preaching this message to myself. And we know that we can actually pay attention to peace, as in Colossians 3.15, uh, we can read that Paul is talking about letting the peace of Christ guard our hearts. And he's actually talking here about peace as a referee. The Greek word here, which I cannot pronounce, but it is uh, braubo, in ancient times was used to describe the umpire or referee who moderated and judged the athletic competitions that were so popular in the ancient world. So what this is telling us is Paul is like, hey, if you step out of the house and you don't have your peace on, don't go yet. If you walk into the room, you don't have your peace, or someone just said something, you just lost your peace, hold on a second, okay? So as peacemakers, we are going to learn how to practice finding our peace and then to continue to check in with ourselves to feel our peace. So as this relates to the nativity story, uh, we can find that in Luke 2 and Matthew 1 and 2. Probably lots of us have beautiful little figurines like this in our house of this wonderful baby Jesus that's either sleeping or smiling and everyone else is smiling. Um, Jesus said this morning to me, you know that wasn't a silent night, right? <laughs> the conception may have been immaculate, but the birth was not, okay fam? Mary screamed, okay? She might have been a virgin, but she felt pain, okay? So there was lots of drama. If you look throughout the nativity story, 
We have a ton of drama happening. We have angels showing up and shepherds quaking in their boots. We have Herod freaking out that there's somebody who's going to take his throne and he's going to do some horrendous things. And we've got some wise men that are super confused but also doing what they need to do and then trying to, you know, watch out for Herod. There's a lot of drama. There's actually not a lot of peace in the nativity story. As much as we sing those songs and we paint that picture, and I'm, listen, I'm all for a good time. I'm all for imagining a child that didn't cry. I would love that, <laughs> okay? But it isn't the reality of what, it, what was happening. And what I wanna point out is even though that the situations were full of fear and angst, it wasn't the situation that brought peace. It was the people in their situations acting for God-given identities as God's chosen people. Joseph had a crazy dream. That probably scared him, right? But the peace that came from trusting that what Jesus was asking him to do is what made the situation different. And he didn't try to keep the peace. He tried to trust Jesus. In fact, peace is so important to us. This is a cool little bit of science for all of you that also know I love neuroscience and let's talk about nervous systems. Our bodies and our brains are actually wired to look for the most calm nervous system in the room. That's not coincidence. That's why if a toddler has a temper tantrum, if you start having a temper tantrum, they wig out even more. But if you stay grounded, if you... Yeah, that's really upsetting, isn't it? Oh, I hate when my food touches. What happens to them? Huh, yeah, right? We're literally wired for peace. We are looking for the connections around us to help us. So the first thing we're gonna talk about, um, I'm gonna bring you back to some Sesame Street days, some Bluey, whatever y'all kids are into, Mickey Mouse Club, um, but today's letter is P, in case you hadn't noticed. So we have P, peace, and our first thing today is that peace requires presence. Presence meaning I am here, I am present, my presence is in the present. Ooh. So we are going to stay present. When we get overwhelmed, when we start to have anxiety, our, our mind can be a dangerous weapon. It can run us off into, oh, but that could have, should have, what, I don't know, and then the water heater, and then, and then, right? Our brain goes, but our body goes, but wait, what about me? Hold on a second, okay? So we have to learn to stay present in the moment but what takes us out of the present what I'm sure you guys can guess the most likely thing to take you out of the present is what any ideas any thoughts it's a negative emotion give me fear thank you fear yes so we can't actually talk about peace completely until we also talk just, just for a second about fear. This fear robs us of our peace, right? 
And of course, I have lots of examples of this, but as Jesus often does, I get to learn them the week of preaching. (sighs) And I uh, will have a story for you in a little bit about some some of the ways in which that has impacted me. But first, before I do that, let's talk about the four deadly keys of fear. This doesn't come from me. Um, This is a wonderful book called The Weight of Leadership, How Codependency and Misplaced Mercy Undermine Life and Ministry. Highly recommend. Everyone needs to read this because we're all leaders in some arena. But the four deadly Ps, pleasing, leaning on the approval of others, performing, doing things well in the eyes of others, pain avoidance, avoiding pain, and pleasure-seeking. Can anybody relate? Any of those? Okay. Oh, you all, you all got this. You all got this. All right. Well, then y'all need to be teaching me. I don't know why I'm up Everyone else should be up here teaching me. Okay. I regularly suffer from three, if not all four. Or regularly, the first three. Okay. These steal my peace all the live long day. Because I'm worried what you think about me. I care how you see me. I care that I do a good job. I care that you think I had a good sermon. I care. I wish I didn't. Lord knows he's teaching me. Like He always says this to me every time I get up here. For whose glory? For whose glory are you doing this? And I'm like, well, okay. Let me sit back down. I'm not ready yet, clearly. Every time, every time I'm asked to participate in a sermon series, it's like, okay, Jesus, do you want me in this one? Because not my will, but yours. And I'm not trying to get like, okay, I'm not trying to humble brag. I'm simply saying this because I I do this. I want to preach. I'd love to be up here all the time. And you all could think how great I am. And for the love of God, please don't come up and tell me, okay? All right? I'm trying to to suffocate my ego. I'm working on it. So don't help me. Don't. Okay? But it's true. So what we need to think about these four deadly peas, and what we need to think about with them is how do I notice they're happening? Because we get clues. If we remember to stay present, our body will give us clues. Your brain will run away from you, might leave, might tell you to worry about the future, but your body will say, guess what, you're not breathing. Did you notice your hands are shaking? Have you caught on that you can't feel your, your legs? Okay. So this is the first part of practicing presence, noticing what's happening in my body. A lot of us don't want to do this. Why? It's scary. It's scary to be here. It's scary to acknowledge that I can feel the tension in my shoulders. It's scary to acknowledge that I am breathing really shallow. Oh, okay, what do I do with this? Right? That feels really scary because what if we're alone? What if no one's there as we're having that feeling and all of a sudden it overtakes us and next thing you know, I'm, I'm, ooh, who wants to go through that? But then we're back at pain avoidance. We're leaving our body to avoid the pain of being afraid. Instead of speaking the truth, Jesus, I'm scared. Jesus, I'm scared. Take a deep breath. Sorry. 
So we need to pay attention to how we're losing our peace. And which of the four deadly peas, if not all four, are coming for us. And then we have the second alliteration, which is that peace requires practicing presence. So we just talked about that. How do we f notice those body signals and find ways to start quieting ourselves? Quiet is what is needed for the mind that is racing down the track. Quieting those big feelings that start overwhelming our bodies is needed. So I can say to my sister, I'm really scared. Can you pray with me? And that peacemaker that I'm sitting in front of that is gonna help me quiet, they're gonna have their own peace. They're gonna take a deep breath, hopefully. Yes, let's pray, right? So not only do we have to pay attention to our bodies and notice what's happening in them, but then we also have to find, well, what, what helps me? What satisfies me? So you'll notice I have this candle up here. I call this a Jesus candle, not because I pray to this candle, um, but because this candle <laughs> smells like Jesus to me. In my quiet time with him, I'll light my candle, sometimes journal, and then our time together, he's like, oh, this smells good, doesn't it? It's like a warm vanilla amber, if that's kind of your scent, with a little bit of tobacco mixed in there. I don't know if he smokes a pipe. I didn't ask him, but, <laughs> but it smells like Jesus. It's warm. It's comforting to me. So even in the moments when I'm up here and I'm like, oh, I don't know about this, I can walk near my candle and, oh, that feels, that feels good, right? Music, for a lot of us, song is a beautiful way to come back to ourselves. We will listen to music together or by ourselves. Breathing, of course, is important. And there's some of us who naturally are high energy people. And I, I wanna say that for those people who are more high energy, it might be really scary to think about like just sitting down. I can't just sit down, because then my mind goes 7,000 miles an hour. So what are you talking about? Um, move, do something first. So walk, run, dance. We have a dance teacher up here, y'all, okay? So find movement, find ways to move your body. If it feels good just to move around, to stretch, move, and then you can sit and quiet. So you high energy people, which I'm very grateful for you in my life because that is not me, but that I wanna honor that your nervous systems require movement first. So do something with it, run, walk, whatever you need to do, okay? So as we talk about requiring presence, peace requiring presence, peace requiring practicing presence, let's take a look at what Paul is sharing with us in Philippians chapter four, verses four through nine. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness or gentleness be known to everyone. That also sounds like somebody who's pretty secure in their peace. They can respond gently. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. Easier said than done. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And we'll touch on that Thanksgiving peace in a little bit. And the peace of God, 
The peace of who? Okay. Is it your peace? Okay. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Not just other people's understanding. Your own understanding. I have literally stood in front of somebody making me wicked angry, been able to keep my peace, and reacted in a way that was like me and gone, how did I do that? What in the name of Jesus just happened? It's supernatural, right? The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. They can't invite you into their crazy if you can stay in your calm. One more time. They can't invite you into their crazy if you can stay in your calm. But it requires you staying in your calm with Jesus and paying attention to yourself. Put your own oxygen mask on first. That's how peace works. Put your oxygen mask on. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, otherwise known as appreciation. If you can think about anything in your life to be grateful for, it would be true, it would be honorable, it would be pure, it would be lovely, it would be commendable, it would be excellent. It would be worthy of praise. You woke up today. There's your praise. You can think of anything to be grateful for. It will be true. It will be pure. It will be lovely. It will be worthy of praise. Think about those things. Think about what you're grateful for. My mind goes a thousand miles an hour. I got to stop. Oh, what can I be grateful for right now? And listen, when you're starting this practice, keep a notebook. Keep photos. Keep something in front of your face. This is not an easy thing to learn. Just like working out with your muscles. Learning how to squat 500 pounds doesn't happen overnight, y'all. They had to start with something. So you have to start with something too. Get your notebook, get your photos, get out. Whatever brings you into a place of appreciation so you can go back and go, I can look at this until I can get my peace back. Right? What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. I I didn't plan that. And the God of peace, I didn't. And the God of peace will be with you. Okay? Practice appreciation and the God of peace will be with you. I can't say it any clearer than that. Use the peace muscle. And our last lesson with the letter P, thank you for hanging in there with all these P's. Peace requires practicing presence with the Prince of Peace, also known as Shalom. And we know the verse that we get this from for the Prince of Peace. We often quote it this time of year. I bet some of you even have it memorized. So let's just read it. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, for unto us a child is born, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And his government, let's not leave this part out, his government and its peace will never end. You know how you know that Jesus is talking to you? 
peace. He'll tell you to do the scariest thing in the world, and as soon as you start doing it, guess what? <sighs> peace. You know, Lily, you know. You hold in something, you hold in something, you hold in something, and you, he goes, just go do what I asked you to do. You do it, and he goes, and you go, oh, that's what it was? Okay. Peace, right? That's his signature. If you ever come to me and be like, I think God is telling me this, I'll say, how does it feel? Well, it feels like peace. Okay, that's probably Jesus. Jesus is peace. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. Fairness and justice marked by peace. Justice that belongs to Jesus brings peace. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. So we need to practice presence with the Prince of Peace, otherwise known as Shalom. And here's a quote from a book called Joy Starts Here. Shalom is the powerful rest we experience when we know everything is right. Or summed up, Shalom is everything is in right relationship. There's nothing to worry about and we are in the arms of the one who loves us. Peace starts with rest. There's a reason that the Jewish day begins at night. Do you know this? The Jewish day begins Oh, okay. The Jewish day begins after Apparently I can't say this. All right. The Jewish day begins after supper. I'm going to shout it. Because you go to sleep, God works, and when you wake up, you join him in his work. That's how he designed us. We start with rest. If you are entering a new season into a new place, start with rest. Because that needs to be your marker, your referee, your guide. Did I lose my peace? Okay, hold on, let me go back and get it. Okay, so the story I was going to tell you about with appreciation and shalom, uh, our hot water heater went out this week, and that's, I don't know, fourth or fifth major thing in the last month. It's been ongoing dishwasher, car repairs. You, you all know how this goes, right? When it rains, it pours. And then, then the hot water heater thing, my husband has a training he's doing. I'm trying to get to a meeting, and sat down at the table and I was just like, okay, Jesus, you gave us this house, you gave us snow, you gave, I just start gratitude, just appreciation, just, just whatever could come to mind, like anything I could be grateful for, just sitting in appreciation, just sitting and resting. And I immediately felt these arms just come around behind me and squeeze me and hold me and go, I got you, I got you. I got the furnace thing, I got the cars, I got it, just, yeah, just sit here. Rest with me. Shalom. Shalom. One more quote. Learning to quiet our bodies by connecting with him relieves anxiety, making space for the quiet confidence and rest of Jesus. In this place, we are secure in who he has created us to be. If I'm not operating out of peace, guess what? I'm not operating as myself. 
If I'm operating out of the four deadly Ps, guess what? I'm not operating as myself. And I can't be a light in the world if I'm not operating out of peace because I look like everybody else. Everybody else who has this anxiety, everybody else who's running around, everybody else who's got to get everything done in time for Christmas because people are coming over and this house better be clean. Listen, that's me, okay? I do it too. Every gift wrapped, everything under the tree. And Jesus goes, but wait a minute, what about resting with me for a second first? There's a reason I love snow. It's not the cold, okay? I know we all don't like the cold, but snow is amazing because it's quiet. You don't hear nothing. New York City, that's probably the only time I could go after a huge blizzard. Right? Peace. Lastly, um, Isaiah, one more verse here. This is important. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Isaiah 26.3. Here's what happens. We lose our peace. We're running around in our four deadly peas. And guess who's driving? Me. Fear's running me. That's a great fuel, by the way. Fear's running me. I'm in control. When we're afraid, we feel safer if we're in control. We work our plans, and we don't get what we want. Rest, our peace, all that flies out the window. Right? So not only do we need to operate out of peace for our own sanity, but if we want to be participating in the light, in the dark, we have to be secure in who we are. We have to build trust with Emmanuel. Trust comes from rest. The people we trust most are the ones who notice when we're getting overwhelmed, stop, and go, wait a second, do you need a minute? And they go, okay. That's who we trust. We trust those people. Our, our brains want those people, the people who notice that we're overwhelmed and just, I'm just gonna sit with you and bring you my peace. We've all felt it when we're in overwhelm and somebody's, see, you know, just kind of keeps running and they keep saying stuff and they keep adding more to the list and they're not paying attention. We do it to our kids. Again, me, we do it to our kids. We do it to ourselves. We do it to our spouses. We do it to Jesus. We do. We're like, when are you going to come that, Jesus? You were supposed to go do this thing. You, you, yeah. Okay, you can't do it. Get out of the way. Right? We don't trust. It's safer. I'm in control. Meanwhile, it becomes harder. Life is harder. We have to undo everything we did. So if we want to be the light in the world, if we want to look like Emmanuel, if we want to, then we have to sit and actually be with him. We are human beings, not human doings. Chase and I had a meeting, and a couple weeks ago, he's like, you know, Unison has kind of ruined other churches for me. I hope it's okay I say this. Okay. And I was like, why is that? He's like, because I go to all these other things, and I'm like, oh, can we just be together for a minute? Can we just, like, be before we do? And I, 
Man, my jaw, I was like, bro, never did I ever in a million years think you would be the one saying that. Like, never did I ever. Like, I got free. There were days that I was like, if you don't sit down. Because <laughs> I need to be for a minute, bro. Peace. Be still. Be still. And just like a muscle, it takes time. It takes patience. It takes tolerance. So be gentle with yourself. It takes time. But I just want to encourage us that we can do this together. When you are afraid, when you are running into the four deadly peas, call your sister, call your brother, call your family. If it's your family of origin that doesn't have peace, don't call them, okay? Don't call that friend that just kind of spins you up and keeps dialing it up. Don't do that, okay? All right? Right? Call those people. Be with those people. Can you just sit with me? And can we quiet together? Can you just, just let me? Okay. We need it. We crave it in a world that gets louder and louder and more noise and more division and more social media and more videos than we ever needed. Can we please have, stop having everybody create content? Okay? YouTube, I love, I love and hate you at the same time. Right? There's no peace. There's no peace. You can't even watch a video without 16 things popping in your face and your brain's like, ah, right? You're in overwhelm. So we have to be intentional. We set the rhythm of Emmanuel. We walk with Emmanuel and listen to his pace that he sets for us. He's our pace car. And if you're running ahead of him, you're going to crash. You will crash. And you will teach those around you that it is like you to never rest and to just crash. And it perpetuates. It only takes one generation, this is a scary thought, it only takes one generation to lose a relational skill, like learning to quiet. That's kind of scary. But the good news is, it only takes one generation to repair it. So you can learn to live in peace and pass that on to your family and loved ones. So this Christmas, put down the wrapping paper, leave the Christmas cookies for the next day, sit wherever you feel good, and be with Jesus. That's all you gotta do. Be a human being. And if you come and tell me, I will be like, great job, way to go. I'll encourage you, okay? If you need, it's okay. If we need, sometimes we need just a little bit, just a little bit to kind of get us through, so. All right, well, I just really quick, um, last thing, you know that I love to have us practice, but I'll keep it brief, because I know we've had a lot happening today. So I'm just gonna encourage us to take a couple minutes, close your eyes, Take some deep breaths. And I just want you to focus on your breathing for a minute. And then as you're doing that, just think of a place or a person that comes to mind that brings you peace. 
And as you're noticing, just feel the tension leaving your body. Relax your shoulders and your arms and your back. feels safe to you, invite Jesus to sit with you. If not, that's okay. Enjoy the space by yourself. He's okay with it. we thank you for this gift of peace. We thank you for this place that you want us to operate from here in rest. That you desire to sit with us and know us as human beings. Would you continue to teach us how to be with you, how to sit with you, how to feel you? Would you teach us how to hear your voice when you ask us to slow down and breathe? Would you teach us that it's like us and like you to operate from here? And we thank you for the gift of coming as an infant and all that that required for you to be with us. We thank you for, leaving, for leading the way and never leaving our sides. In your name we pray. Amen.